All right, today I'm here with Charles Mitchell, and what branch of the military did you serve in, sir? Uh, sir, I served in the United States Army. And uh, I see that you are a Vietnam veteran, is that correct? That's correct. What years did you serve? Pardon? What years did you serve? 69 to per, uh, first part of 70, and then I went back over there in 73, 74, based in Thailand. And uh, we worked with the, I was with the Central ID Lab. Okay. And uh, we was uh, worked with the Air Force EOD team and also the Special Forces because they had more. And we was going back into Vietnam and digging up the bones and bringing back the identity. Wow, what a, what a, uh, what a job. And we had to go in unarmed and use the South Vietnam Army as our protection. So <clears throat> Fort Lee had set this all up. And uh, we were supposed to have one team back here cleaning up their equipment and doing different reports and another team. We uh, had a class down at uh, the lab and the colonel come out. And we asked him, sir, we was uh, sent over here to do a job, and we can't do it. And he said, well, the, Sif, uh, the South Vietnam Army doesn't want us in there because they're afraid there'd be another Vietnam War. Conflict, yeah. Conflict. And December 73, we got a Captain Reeves killed. Uh, they, the embassy didn't get to people out on LZ and they come into an ambush. His chopper landed and unloaded and the second chopper come in and they was unloaded and got a B-40 rocket. Oh, wow. And my platoon leader was on that one and he hadn't got out in the plane yet and they, he got shrapnel on the back of his head and they had to medevac him. So Captain Reese give everybody cover on the ground and he throws up his hands we're unarmed we surrender and they shot see we were supposed to be taken prisoner of war if we come in contact with the enemy we didn't have them to fight with but machete yeah (laughs) well and that's got to be it any i mean it's an incredible honorable job and what you guys are doing in your mission, but man, what a, you had to climb a mountain to do that. It didn't make it easy. Well, I went into the High Van Pass, and we was at the top of the High Van Pass, and the little people went to sleep when we did, and the only one that was up was the radio operator because he had to uh, do a, a one, an hour every hour to check to see it was okay but they could come in and cut her throats and <laughs> so as I came back to Fort Bliss and I worked in the personnel for a while and my MOS was, was moral activity mm-hmm. and I stayed there for about 18 months and they shipped me back down to the 553rd Field Service Company, 70th Ordnance Battalion at Bliss, and I worked in the mortuary office. Wow. Also a very tough job. It was. Um, we had a guy get killed out on the range, 
and he was married to a Korean girl, and she didn't know what to do. You know, she was new in country, and she was about ready to take the body back to Korea, you know. And finally his parents come through and everything. And I guess me and my buddy, it teared us up. And she dropped them booties in the casket down there. Because he, uh, he would have never got to see his child. He was dead and everything. And it was hard. We had several people getting crashes down there. Yeah. And then I was involuntary reclassified from combat support to combat arms. I had to go see the colonel, and I went in, saluted him, and, and he said, Sergeant Mitchell, he said, I got something bad news. Well, I thought my parents, one of them, <clears throat> uh, was deceased or something, you know, and he said, no. He said, you're going to be involuntary reclassified from a combat sport to a combat arms, and you're going to be an armored cavalry scout. And I'd be out, uh, we'd be out ahead of the whole unit scouting the enemy out. So as I knew, I was going to Germany, and I knew I was with the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment at Fort Bliss, which... They was up in Jefferson Barracks, and they, uh, when uh, the Mexican Indian War come on, you know, and they shipped them to Fort Bliss mm-hmm. and everything. So as I didn't want to go to Germany, because I knew if I got to a cab unit, they stay in the field. So I said, well, I want to volunteer for Alaska. And I called my branch and told them, I said, you'll never get Alaska. So I said, you write us a personal letter we'll put your name in the computer for Hawaii and I would have went to an air cab unit where we had searched from the air still on the ground two weeks later I came down and levied for Alaska and that's what I wanted so I, I went to a cold region test center and I wasn't I didn't do no testing or nothing I was, we was in warm storage under maintenance, and I wound up driving for the colonel. And then they took me off of that and put me on a five-ton tractor and trailer, bringing the warm-ups in to redo them and then taking them out. And December 13th of 1979, I was standing on the back duels of a 911. It's a test vehicle, and we was winching an RT forklift on the trailer and I don't know what happened anyway my uh, my hand wound up in the drum and the cable and then my arm started down they got me off and they had to fly me to Fair, uh, Bassett Army Hospital in Fairbanks and I went through four operations wow. on that and one, one night my wife and was coming out of the, well, they don't call them mess halls anymore, they call them dining. Yeah. So Colonel Gordon, she was over the nurses, and she said, Sergeant Mitchell, he said, what do you plan to do? I said, ma'am, i got 11 years, and I said, I'm a career soldier here. I'm 33 years old. 
she said, do something for me. I go, oh, Lord, <laughs> you know, here it comes. She said, let your records go in front of the medical board. And he said, if you don't think it's enough percentage, I'll get you an MOS, but it won't be in combat arms. It'll be in something else. Well, it came back 60% yeah. disability, not taking it. And then I came back here and went to work for SMS. 23 years as a custodian, and then when I retired, I worked out uh, Celebration City. Oh, yeah, I remember that place, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I quit about two weeks before they... <clears throat> hung it up? Hung it up, yeah. and, uh, and then I went to work for Cox North, and I was uh, hired in as a floor tech, and then they trained me on linen. That's when the hospital was still there. Before they moved everything south, and then they trained me on uh, trash. And then when I was doing trash, I'd pick up the deal from, and then I would uh, pick up uh, biohazards from the uh, where they took the blood, mm-hmm. you know, and put it back in. And then one day they called me in and said, "You're going to be a maid on the psych wards." <laughs> and I done it until I had to have his shoulder operated on us. I can't do yeah. them showers like I want. To. Yeah, physically. Yeah. yeah. And then I uh, quit that, and just me and my wife, we just more or less stayed, done things, you know, go flea markets and yeah. stuff like that. Stay busy. And yeah. then she came down. She had a stroke. Well, she had two of them. And that's when uh, everything went down here. Yeah. Well, man, thank you for sharing your story with me today. I appreciate that, Charlie. That's an uh, incredible life and the things that you've probably seen yeah. in, in, since 69, I bet are incredible. Yeah, I was with the uh, 506 Supply and Service Battalion, 266 Supply and Service uh, Company. And we run ration breakdown, and the only gas station the Army had there at Long Beach. And then I, I volunteered. I wanted to learn to drive a tractor and trailer, and I volunteered. And uh, it was a 5,000-gallon tank. <laughs> That's a monster. That is a monster. I took a load, well... The sergeant uh, took a load of uh, JP-4 over 199th Infantry Brigade, but that's what he really wanted. I had uh, diesel fuel, at, but he said I needed JP-4 up at Swanlock uh, with 11th Cav up there, Black Horse, and uh, I, I went through that um, Rubber plantation, big old craters in the road. Oh, I bet that was a little. <laughs> oh, first time I little puckering with that load. Yeah, uh, first time I went up there, me and a E4, I was uh, kind of like a guard, and he said, "Hold on," because he said, "I'm not stopping." He said, "I'm going to hit these <laughs> deals and the road," because he said, "I don't want to get." stopped 
you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everything. And I made it. That's good. Well, Food's here. Charles, thank you so much for your service. Again, thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. And thanks for coming to lunch. You're welcome. You're welcome.